live and waiting for daddy to come home from the store. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. I hear he's bringing treats. That's what he told me. I hope he brings my favorite chocolate bar. I, I'm just confused about who these, these these two new guys are. Is Mom in a thruple now? Raise your voice. What's happening? It's 2023, man. Mm. No shaming Moms on this place. Moms have needs. True. True. <laughs> All right. Well, hello and welcome everybody to Vocal Minority Podcast, the podcast where Kristen normally puts something in this blank. <laughs> on today's show, what a week. Uh, we had a couple of TFC games. We had Canada starting off its Gold Cup adventure and... There was a personnel change. Was that what I read on Twitter? I don't know. I try to avoid it. Um, and uh, we also look ahead to the rest of the Gold Cup thingy. And um, I guess even some more TFC. Go figure. Ooh. I know. I know. It's pretty succinct. I'm. 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 I'm really compelled by how we're gonna do today. So let's do this. Ooh. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Pretty much. On to uh, to the intros. Uh, He is on a podcast. Say hello to Duncan Fletcher. (laughs) Hello, Mark. Hello. I've heard of that guy. Hello. He is on a podcast. Holy shit. It's Tony Walsh. Sometimes. Holy shit. That Tony Walsh? Wow. That one. Not that one. No, not that one. That one. 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 Uh, (laughs) No, to the left. That one. (laughs) Uh, yay. So, uh hooray uh Kristen is on assignment mm. hey, sorry no i sorry Kristen's got an overdue assignment and is at the library mm. uh, getting that thing done uh as for me i am on a podcast oh i know i'm so that, good at this that that clothes thing the, the fashion podcast I've, yeah I've, I've heard that now yeah, yeah. Bless you guys. So kind. Oh. Uh, I am your host, Mark Hinckley. Oh, it's so weird to say that. And now, on to this week's show. You've worked hard, Mark. You deserve it. Yes. Thanks. It was about time I finally got the promotion. It comes with a 50% pay raise. Oh. It's about time us middle-aged white men broke the glass ceiling. <laughs> yes. Uh, I just... Can't wait to find out what my next paycheck looks like because they're all usually zero. But it'd be a big, a bigger zero. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like I they're going to print that shit on two pages. Yeah. Not a, like 15 sized font instead of 10. Mm, mm. That's authority. Damn. Yes. Bolded. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. They want, they want, they want people looking at all these zero dollar paychecks to know who's boss. Anyway, so um, it's been it's been like I said a week and a bit. It feels like longer, but it that's just because everything just kind of happened uh, and in a roller coaster sort of way. So um, first things first, uh, in chronological order, shall we say? Uh, TFC had had a game, or in this case, two. Uh, they had a game on Saturday, uh, I believe it was Saturday against. Uh, uh, Cincinnati and or no, sorry, the Wednesday game was Cincinnati. Pardon me, and the uh, Saturday game was against New England. Mm. Did they win them both? Um, 
Yes. And by yes, I mean Cincinnati, New England. Mm. Uh, Cincinnati mm. won their uh, their match quite easily, 3-0. And by easily, if you watched the match or even just the highlights, you could tell, especially if you watch the highlights. I just watched the recap because I for- tried to forget all of it, apparently. And all the Toronto FC uh, contributions to the highlight package were, um, it's like the greatest misses, you know, like that's a the pun mm. of like, Hey, we're going to release this album of B sides and call it the greatest misses because the other ones, mm-hmm. the these were the greatest misses. Like, oh, that one was almost five feet from the bar. Fantastic. Good shot, guys. Now that's um, what I call losing. Yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes, and 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 for those of you who collect all the albums, it's like the last ones. Uh, <laughs> Lost 3-0 to Cincinnati on the Wednesday, lost 2-1 uh, after quickly gaining the lead from a nice little cross into the box and a jumping header from DeAndre Kerr getting the lead. And then it was New England for the remaining 79 minutes. So, and that that 2-1 scoreline for New England, uh, I think was a little generous. Uh, it should, could have easily been three or four. So, hooray. Um mm-hmm. So in in light of in light of what we know ha- what happened earlier this week, um, how surprised are you guys at these results? They were going into these matches against uh, two of the better teams in the, in in the East in the league, and it's kind of a bit of um, are, how, like are you really the surprise guys? I like I'm nah. I know we were both optimistic. We were all optimistic, but. It's still Toronto. It's still the struggle. And yeah, it was they played one and two back to back. Were we optimistic? I don't know if any of us were picking wins. Okay. Yeah, right. I, I don't remember being optimistic. I was optimistic that we would get at least a point from one of these fuckers. So oh, bless you. I know. I'm just full of hope. You put your thoughts out to the universe like Oprah. Yeah. Yeah. And, but she gives away cars. So yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't have, I might give away cards, but that's just mm-hmm. kind of doubles anyway. Um, yeah. No, uh, no, nah, nah, no, not surprised. Uh, it, you know, it gets, a, it, it's a thing with football clubs when it, it's going, when it starts snowballing downhill and, you know, players aren't playing for the manager, et cetera, et cetera. It's just, it's so hard to pull out of that nosedive. And this is a really slow, long nosedive for TFC. It's just, Seems like, you know, really gone to the point of no return this week or the, over the last week. So, so not really surprised. It's, uh, I mean, surprised overall in the season, maybe, that there wasn't some kind of upswing a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, after the first few years, I mean, we're still, you know, even after the first few years, we're saying the same things we were saying last year. Like, what is this team? What are they trying to play? You know, uh, so yeah, it's and just the make the put the way the team was put together. We'll we'll talk more on who's responsible for that, but eh, yeah, the whole thing's just a mess. So not shocked, maybe shocked at how little. Well, I shouldn't say little fight because I guess the New England one was kind of close, but but that was like deceiving as well. Like I don't know, no surprise for me. Mm. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I didn't watch, well, I watched probably about half of one of the games uh, and then, you know, the other 
the New England game was on while I was in a bar doing other things. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised at all, really. The Toronto are clearly not a very good team right now, and uh, apparently sort of Cincinnati and New England there, and yeah, yeah, it's that there's nothing uh, about Toronto's recent form or sort of attitude or general vibe that suggested, oh yeah, maybe they'll do they'll pull off an upset. It's like yeah, no, that that's just not the kind of team we are right now. So uh, yeah, not surprised at all. Yeah, I kind of. I don't, again, my my naivete of my optimism. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Honestly, apologies if anybody placed a bet based on Mark's optimism. Anyway, um, completely obviously overlooking or forgetting when I made the any one of those slightly positive predictions, uh, Cincinnati hasn't dropped a single point at home all season, including to recent most recent match, and New England hasn't lost a game at home yet. Mm. So uh, going up against a team that, hasn't won on the road uh that was was um uh, a heck of an ask um i couldn't help but think like watching both of those games it felt like with cincinnati they they hadn't done the head drop i give up as much as they were playing kind of angry at near the end like just like not angry getting into fights but like trying to put their foot through the ball type thing and it wasn't until the second goal in new england that it looked like they had like started dropping their heads over everything, giving up, like just body language was that, that was the thing that kind of resonated. Like some players kept fighting throughout the game, but you could see that it was a domino effect. It was affecting everybody at different times. Um, So I guess, is it, is it fair to look at this and go, well, what did we really expect? Because we were playing two great teams or like how much of this is their class over Toronto and how much of this is Toronto's mediocrity as a air quotes, cohesive side. Cause they're not cohesive. They have moments, but let's be honest. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the results would have been all that different against many clubs in, in MLS right now, to be honest. I just, I think it's more where TFC are at. And, and, you know, you say the body language because that's, that's all you really got to read like this there's i don't see a cohesion i don't see a cohesion in the way the team is put together period like from a tactical standpoint but i definitely don't see it as far as like a team working together so Mm. and and yeah like i said before it just seems not that all the players are trying to get the manager to lose his job or anything like that although i i don't think i would imagine there's wasn't a ton of tears uh, yeah, you don't get the impression they really cared about trying to keep it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think and as much as the opposition, you know, are in good form. I, I wouldn't have been shocked if this was, you know, teams on near the the lower ends of the table. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I feel like I feel like even if Toronto was a team that was playing. 500 football that, that I think these results were still going to happen. Like that's, that's not just like you're dealing with two teams that are damn near unbeatable at home. And it's not like this is, you can't say it's the beginning of the season anymore. We are at 19 games played, 20 games played for most, if not all teams. So 
you can't just go, ah, it's, you know, run a form or anything like that. Where they were, they ran into really fucking difficult opposition, but it, it's kind of exasperated by the fact that they also look mediocre against teams who aren't one and two in their division. And <laughs> they struggle against teams that aren't one and two. Like, you know, I know, I know, um, we lost to Miami recently. Yeah. Yeah. We lost to Miami, but like we got Salt Lake coming up. We got St. Louis coming up. Like these are not, they're not going to be easy games either. Like St. Louis, you know, what it would imagine starting your team from starting your team over and being a damn juggernaut, like, holy shit. Like, like that's still not good to look forward to. Like, Oh my God, we are literally in a, storm of very good teams that we have to fly through. So yeah, I, I, I like, I don't want to knowing, knowing what the end result from all of these, uh, these pointless, when I say pointless, I mean, they got no points, uh, pointless matches. Um, it works both ways. <laughs> yeah. It kinda... The other one's just really more depressing to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> like why do why do I go to these games? Like I'm just I've I've got a beret. I sit in the shadow. I smoke a cigarette. You know. Oh, I love nihilist MLS. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Look. Look for my TFC third kit, which is a black turtleneck. Um. <laughs> Life has no meaning. Settles <laughs> the earthquakes. Uh. Yeah. So. Um. Is there a, it, it, can we take anything from this? I, uh, anything positive, I should say, from these performances? I mean, the kids looked like they were still going for it. They were still, they were, they were the last ones to drop heads. Um, I can honestly say, like, like seeing, I mean, Kerr was, was, was desperately trying to, uh, I felt like steal somebody's, uh, forward job permanently uh, as, as he should have, as he, as he could have. Um, just like with hustle, just keep going, attacking, uh, being in the right place, right time quite often. Um, I keep wondering, I keep wondering, uh, when does, does, does the CJ Sapong experiment ever have an end? Cause I'm, I'm good. Mm. Like he got, he got his goal that one time. Remember that one time he got his goal. Oh, good, time. A good one yeah. time. But, um, is it not our turn to turn to get Kai Kamara yet? And could not have him with Larry and Bernie? I, I don't I I don't know. I mean that's that would I think that completes it. I think that's the missing piece that where we go from this mediocrity to rock it up to fourth place, you know. Mm. Yes. But um just, just sneak into the playoffs and then win the whole thing. And it's all because We've been asking for Kai Kamara for like the last four years. Yeah. What do we know? Um, apparently a lot, but let's not let's not get into that. Um, yeah. Any, any. Well, any yeah, listen, performances? It, it, it's good to see the younger players going out there with effort. <laughs> but now it's it it ends up being kind of a bit of a redundancy, perhaps in that who are they the people they were trying to impress are no longer here so now uh, what happens with that who knows 
I mean, who knows what, what happens with anything? Like, is Dunfield gonna uh, try to introduce and stick with a youth movement? Is I, I can't see it because the pressure from above to you know stick with yeah, all the very expensive stars I have. He was the under seventeen coach. He'll know these kids uh, by the back of his hand. So you know he'll. Uh, I'm glad he's at hand. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, bring in some of the under-17s while he's there. You know, why not? It's uh, got nothing to lose at this point. Yeah. I feel like Bernie and Larry would enjoy playing with a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Yeah, they're going to be, uh, yeah, they're going to have to carry this team that's just full of teens. Let's make it that's happen. Your- that's the only thing, yeah. I, under seventeen about Terry Dunfield. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, <laughs> girth. Yeah, yeah. He's always in a three-point stance. <laughs> um, the last thing I want to just uh, throw out, uh, uh, bring up, is the performance of a player who we never thought we'd ever see play, and that was backup keeper, uh, Greg Rangersing. Um, I kind of felt had he had he had, a, he had a perfectly backup keeper games. Um, I felt like he got hung out to dry on almost all the goals that went past him, um, either by just a defensive gap three feet in front of him or a defensive gap uh, twenty yards in front of him. Um, I thought he did okay. I don't know if I don't know if you caught if you guys caught any of the uh, any of his better moments. I mean, definitely he's not threatening Sean Johnson for his, for his role, but uh, Captain America. <laughs> Wait, that's, isn't that Michael Bradley? Well, uh, no, I was like this, the, the stairs last game, Sean Johnson was captain. Oh, for God. Was that. he? I think so. What happened, to, what happened to Matt Arsenal, where the fuck his name is? Isn't he the captain or something? I thought he was great or something. Anyway. Hmm. <laughs> I think he's overrated as fuck, but that's the uh, the other keeper, not not Sean Johnson. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Hundred thing did some good things, and you know, I feel he could very directly say one of the goals was his fault. Mm. Um, not so much for the oh a bad save, but just oh yep, that's some uh, unfortunate trying to pass your way out of the back at the wrong time, and oh there it goes. Um, so. Yeah, that's that's a little unfortunate. But aside from that, he was all right. It wasn't. Uh, you know, you always hope it's one of these things where just a random goalie comes in from nowhere, just has an absolute fucking blinder and steals the game. You know, there was nothing like that. But he was competent generally, aside from that one glaring moment that led to a goal. He should have. He should have uh, invented like a cool move, like the scorpion, like uh, Guadita. Hmm. Made a made a name for himself instantly. This could be his one and only shot at the big time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like some kind of how about a tornado? No, no one's ever done that. Oh yeah, uh, um, uh, the, the 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 spinning roundhouse kick that the, the yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. street fighter. Oh yeah, like I mean, the, the, action, the, the, the action like figure money would be incredible. Yeah, yeah. like the Texas tornado, but. Kicking yeah. instead with, of a, with a leg, right? Instead of a fist. I, I think yeah. you mean the, the tornado. I think you mean the tornado, Texas, but that's okay. To be fair, Duncan, 
he is the goalie. Yes, he could do the fist thing too. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the red cards will be spectacular and the the concussion protocol will really get to work. But my God, what a spectacular <laughs> save. Or even like a like a classic, like Ayugan. Like when the ball's coming in, instead of like smacking it away, just do like a nice Mortal Kombat move on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just just a jumping, leaping uppercut. The ball was never going to go anywhere near the bar, but he went for it anyway because it looks spectacular. Bison. <laughs> uh, is he available? <laughs> nah, no one wants to sign Russians right now. Yeah. No, it's 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 tricky. It's not anyway. Anyway, um, so from from two disappointments, uh, we move on to um. Uh, Canada's Gold Cup uh, beginning of the campaign, start of the campaign, uh, with a disappointing loss to um, Guadalupe. Now, I will say that it was a draw, but let's be fair. That was a loss, and it felt like a loss, um, especially if you watched it. It was painful, and it hurt. And, oh. yeah, they, they got a point. They did get a point. But – and it, and I know that Guadalupe's got a couple guys on there that who are – quietly overlooked by everybody in football except those at Guadalupe who know what the fuck they're about. Um, we lost Guadalupe. And uh, yeah, they uh, they they gave up an early goal, came back, looked great, and then in typical TFC fashion, shit the bed in like the 90th minute, which was like, but the red team was the one who tied it. I'm not used to this. Um yeah, but, but what the hell? I effectively, this is, you, you've got to be influencing this as well, Mark. It's like, well, why are Canada not playing in red at home? I'm trying Jesus. to ruin national team programs too. I have nothing, yeah. to, nothing also, to do. Also, also, why does Guadeloupe have a better Canada kit than Canada does? I wish mm. I had. I wish I could give a real good answer for that, but it just means they picked a better template out of the catalog. <laughs> <laughs> um, they uh, don't the, even have their own flag to fly, for God's sake. I know. I couldn't I figure like, out the Did I even the anthem? I, I couldn't figure flag. out the number of Suriname flags that I kept seeing in the in the in the crowd. I don't. Maybe that's a thing I'm not fully aware of. I'm not. Is, that, is that some kind of derby where they ironically like uh, bantering? You know, what, what, uh, what that is? Uh, just give me a moment here. I was looking. I was specifically looking this up uh, during the game. There, uh, that is a flag proposed by the uh, UPLG, which is. Oh, the the uh, like Guadalupe People's Liberation Front kind of thing, um, but yes, okay. it's essentially the Sudan flag. Hilarious. Okay, then I'm one not losing my mind that I was seeing Surinamese flags, and yeah. th- thank you for the thank you for the eye opener. Did not know that. Yeah, they, they've got three flags. There's that one, uh, which is like I said, proposed by some like separatist group. Uh, that wants to break away from France, the ungrateful bastards. Uh, and then there's a couple of other unused official flags uh, that same design. One of them's got a black background, one of them's got a red background, but it's like a, a sun and like something, I don't know, a plant of some kind maybe, or something behind the sun, and then a few fleur de lises. And uh, it, it's interesting. Uh, Guadalupe Vexillology is... Uh, they're kind of interesting, but you know, they get stuck with just the France one for now. Boo. Hey, Guadal- are they Guadalupian? Guadalupians? Uh, Guadalupists? 
Oh, very nice. Let's see. Let's see what Wikipedia, because I usually have the uh, demonym in the thing and the. Oh, answers. nice, well, nice word, Mark. Right. That's uh, hey, I've spent enough time on Wikipedia looking up this shit to remember that word, Guadalupian. Guadalupian. Mm. I might, I might not have the uh, the uh, pronunciation syllables on the right emphasis, but uh, yeah, because it looks like yeah, Guadalupian. Um, fantastic. So back to the uh, original thing that led us down this rabbit hole. The only thing I can, the kits, it's the kits. We're not even talking about the game yet. The kits, um, cause they announced Canada's new incredibly bland red kit. That's even shittier than the one that they wore at the world cup. Good thing we waited guys. And I, what I figure is they don't, they're not ready yet. Because they could have worn their reds against was it Panama. They could have worn their reds against the United States. They could have. We were the home team, so we should have worn our reds against Guadalupe. Um, so uh, yeah, screw this deal. Seriously, Nike, can you get shittier with this? I mean, mm. you know, I thought that whole kit thing was just a joke because it's like hey, new kit that just looks. The same bland, like nothingness as the old kit. What exactly is new about it? I, it's like do they actually have it in stock? To, yeah. Do they actually have it in stock to buy? That would be new. <laughs> and would you get it at a reasonable time rate or with what you want on the back? Because I've heard that's also been a thing. I don't understand why they just couldn't give the the kit that the women have for the men's team just because it's fucking sure. dope and it's awesome. And we deserve, we de- our, our programs plural deserve to all wear nice things. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a why kit rant. This isn't a sexism rant. I promise you. Yeah, why can the men not have equality with the women when it comes to shirts? Why do we get I, fobbed off with the crap and the women always get the good shirts? To be, why to can't be, we be equal? To be perfectly fair, and and I've thought this for many years, but I also believe this to be, if okay, if you play for the women's team of Barcelona, your shirt should look like the men's team. Sponsor notwithstanding, they should be the same shirt. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Why not the national team as well? I understand that it's different if you're going to have a really awesome shirt for the men and a different but awesome shirt for the women. Yeah, okay, you know what? No problem. But it's still regurgitated dog shit for for the men's team and top shirt for the women's team like i'm happy the women get it i just like if we can't have something equal let's just have that one because there's also enough people who want the women's shirt in men's sizes anyway and i don't know what that what that looks okay this is turning into a different show that i podcast i'm sorry um (laughs) back to the game because you know the game um yeah, uh, what I have, my, I have my theories as to. I mean, it's not really a theory. I think it's pretty much well known as to um, how it all went wrong. What do you guys? What do you? What are your thoughts on this match as a as an as an entire performance? It was a good indication that uh, Canada is not at a place where it can lose you. Probably it's at least like six best sort of like 
attacking sort of midfield type people and still look good. Um, yeah, I mean, aside from that, the, the first half was just like nothing really going on at all. The second half looked better, and was, you know, then we took this uh, weakened team and weakened it even further by subbing off a bunch of the uh, more experienced players. And uh, it, unfortunately, right at the end, went wrong. Yeah. Nice for uh, out of uh, Jason Russell Rowe to get a goal on his debut, mm-hmm. but you know, other end would have been better. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, overall, it's just like okay, I you know, Canadians need to sort of temper their expectations a bit, especially given that you know at least oh well, well over half of the ideal starting lineup wasn't there. Just, yeah, that's probably mm-hmm. not. I still think like we should be able to beat Guadeloupe, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we kind of touched on it after the uh, the uh, Nations League result. Um, I hope I'm wrong. It feels like maybe the wind has changed direction a little bit on the program. I don't. No, I don't think it's anything to do with the outside mess that's going on with CSA and anything, but. Uh, just I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be clicking like it was a year or two ago. I don't know if that's just me. Yeah. It just feels something feels a bit off, and I don't. I'm not sure what it is. And you yeah. know, you'd kind you kind of hope that. I mean, I understand the demands on the players and having to return to their clubs soon to prepare prepare for next seasons. You know, the European players specifically, but uh, you kind of want to see them make a a real run at this tournament to see kind of if not to win it, but to see where they actually properly stand in, in CONCACAF like was, um, I don't, you can't fluke the world cup qualification. That's a long ass, you know, journey. I'm not, I wouldn't say that by any means, but you know, it it wasn't a long time ago, but it feels like a long time ago. Want to see? Mm. It would be nice to see where they stack up against uh, at fairly full strength if they could against you know their peers in the group to see. I mean, I know obviously we already qualify for the next World Cup anyway, but you don't want to show up at that World Cup and have a performance like we did, you know, in in uh, Qatar. So I don't know, just. <sighs> I guess I'm more interested to see how they look when they're at full strength again. But then again, by the sounds of the economy of the the CSA, we might not be seeing them play too many competitive matches as a, as a big group. True. Mm -hmm. Is this, do you guys, do you guys feel that this result is more of the fact that we were just missing those six to eight players who, let's be fair, our more premium names that that are usually on our senior men's national team? Or is it a case of, this is just Guadalupe? How bad could this be? Yeah. Like, like uh, it, it didn't help that they were, that the, like, uh, first team, so it's most of the, you know, the, the most... The, the players who probably would have the most impact weren't available for whatever reason. Sure, that 
had a an effect, but at home to Guadeloupe, Canada's B plus team needs to be able to take care of that match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they should still be able to beat Guadeloupe. I mean, you look at just the the difference between how they played in the first half and it's like how they came out at the start of the second half, and it was I was like, no, well, holy shit, what's going on there? I you know, there was a, a big difference there. So you, you know, kind of look at that and say, well, yeah, okay, that's how we should be able to. So, you know, maybe it was a little bit of a, you know, they weren't really up for it. And then, you know, the uh, halftime team talk. But, uh, yeah, you know, like you say, it's a bit, feels in a way a bit disappointing that, uh, you know, they couldn't get things together and just be sort of really going for this. And inside of the, I guess, you know, Nations League was where they really sort of went for it, but even then it didn't come together. So, yeah, like I said, the uh, whole World Cup qualification thing kind of feels like a long way away. It's, you know, if they just, you know, got sort of lightning in a bottle, however you want to say it, it's just that they had a specific goal and, oh, things sort of really worked out. And it was even a little bit before that. I mean, you can look at the, the 2021 Gold Cup, they very nearly beat Mexico in their semifinals or at least very nearly tied with them and all that. And, you know, they, it had kind of been building for a while. But, yeah, I feel like it's been a while since there's been any kind of, oh, hey, yeah, holy shit, Canada looks really good and better than you'd expect. It's uh, ever since you actually sort of clinched the World Cup qualifying. Um, you know, it's kind of gone downhill a bit since then. And, you yeah. know, is, is a lot of that just due to the, you know, shit that's going on in the background and they feel sort of unrewarded and, you know, like they went through and they admitted to this, like, long sort of multiple trips back and forth, like, qualification process and then just, you know, it seems like they uh, just didn't get rewarded for it and so they're a little less motivated now. I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, I'll, 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 say, I'll say this without sarcasm. Have they played a good match since... The match they qualified in. Burn. I thought um, they played well against Belgium. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> I'd say the, that uh, Nations League qualifier against Honduras when they're like four one up at half time. That was yeah. quite good. Okay, yeah, um, fair. But, but no, no, yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. Those are good points. Yeah, I, I the, the only thing I, I. I just kind of listen it can all be erased with a, a big bounce back so it depends how they get off the mat after that and see through the rest of this tournament they could turn you know turning it around is is a big part of how you deal with the loss or not sorry not a loss feels like a loss but a draw but so if they turn it around and and, and do something potentially special in gold cup then all this is forgotten easily um the only thing I feel, listen, these things happen in CONCACAF with these the teams, especially the, the team, the Caribbean teams. They have these matches now and again. I just kind of thought that as a program, Canada had gotten over that um, be shocked by the minnow phase that we really were putting those teams to the sword, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, including, you know, teams at the, the Honduras-Panama level. I've been mm-hmm. able to sort of beat them relatively comfortably recently. So, yeah, there's, uh, there's depth 
probably isn't there to be able to lose. You know, David Davies, Larin Buchanan, Eustachio, Kone, Hutchinson, and et cetera, et cetera, and still be able to do that. So Yeah. I mean, you know, reading them off like that is is very it's quite a it illuminates the conversation really. I mean that's a name me too many national teams who could lose that many of their core group and have a good performance, you know, in any confederation, not that many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's harsh to read too much into it, given that, I mean, all of those absences are disappointing and just kind of give me a little bit of a, just like, yeah, all right, well, we're just not even trying for this, are we? So yeah. why bother getting excited kind of feel, but yeah, given all those absences, it's a bit, a bit harsh to be reading too much into the performances. I guess the great unknown of this is would they have been able to put together a stronger squad if the organization, the, the CSA, wasn't such a mess? Is there is there part of that and the players' feelings, which you touched upon, swaying? You know, if someone was kind of on the fence, if they should be available for the national team for this tournament, like are there feelings from their treatment from CSA, the situation CSA, which is like, yeah, I'll give this one a pass when, if it things were running, they should be, would be more likely to show up for it. Yeah, yeah quite possibly. And you know, they obviously probably had their clubs request, you know, yeah, it's, you know, last year was a long year. You really should get a bit of rest. And, you know, maybe if they were full of, fucking love and uh, of appreciation in both directions and feeling rewarded, they'd say, no, fuck you. I've got a chance to win this trophy. I'm going to go and play mm-hmm. for Canada to win this yeah. trophy and whatever. Um, you know, maybe some more of them might have uh, made that decision, but. Uh, that's, that's pretty much how I, that's all. That's all. That's my attitude. My, my approach to this, the same as dunk. Like if, <clears throat> Going for everybody to show up for the for the Nations League f- f- semifinal and final, it's the semifinal and the final. Why not? There was a payday to win it. It's right there. You know what I mean? Like the, it was a shorter path for those guys who may have been disgruntled to travel to get to the extra re- rewards, trophy, money, glory. Sure, but this is a whole new thing and. I've done a lot this year for this country, for this national team, and they're kind of pissing me off. And like the whole, the whole idea of like them saying, you know, we're going to take the summer off here, have fun, guys. I it makes sense, but also too, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if there wasn't too much resistance from Herdman and the CSA in the sense of, well, maybe this is a good time to get some meaningful minutes for the fringe players and like let's let let that be at like a camp in itself where you know liam fraser and dominic zator and all those guys who are like getting their first call-ups are going to get meaningful minutes get some meaningful caps and like why not like no no disrespect to the gold cup but if they're going to take one off this is a good one to take off after the last the previous 12 months this is a good one to take off. Understand, no problem. We'll get them next time, guys. It's good. Um, 
Wow. But I, I kind of feel though, um, I kind of feel like the the killer instinct did lack, even if even with an entirely different roster of, you know, the starting eleven for this was not anything like the starting eleven versus versus the United States for for the for the Nations Cup, um, Nations League, whatever the hell that whatever that thing in Las Vegas was, um, the League's Cup, League's yeah. Cup is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Well, I, you yeah. know what? It's just like bring back. Bring back the, the milk cup, okay, and at least give it a name <laughs> that stands out. Fairs cup, you know, the like tro- just, the, yeah, the the trophy, to plastic bag full yeah. of milk. Yeah. Oh my god, milk bag, amazing. Mm. Um, yeah, like anyway, I I kind of feel like I kind of feel like that that Canada's B team should have been at least a little more dominant and won that game. And I mean, look. For all intents and purposes, they should have won that game uh, against Guadeloupe. And uh, also to like an earlier point, like, you know, getting up for these these other teams, this our group is kind of littered with all of those types of teams. Like Guatemala obviously is the stronger of the, the other three, but they're not that strong. Like in comparison of the last 20 years, like Guatemala is – the lesser of that neighborhood. And I'm sorry, yeah. Guatemala fans, you know, you know, I'm not lying. You know, you just know that. So like to take the entire group softly, that is really on the cards. Like, I feel like that can so easily happen. If, if, if they're taking Guadalupe easy and like they're, that, that team is littered with players who are playing in France, playing in Europe in general. So it's not like, it's not like, you know, it's all, it's half, half the team is from the, from the local leagues, which I'm sure is probably super competitive, but like, they're not, they're, they're no, they're not, they're nothing to like completely dismiss. Um, This, it's a strange tournament. And I kind of feel like, like strange tournament for, for Canada, as, as far as setup goes, because it just doesn't seem like uh, a thing that, Canada would do and I'm not going to say phone it in but to basically use it to like I said get get kids experience so I think this is going to be a bumpy gold cup and if they get out of this group uh, the knockouts will be a knockout pretty quick all right so what we're talking about so uh, I believe it was, was it Tuesday? It feels like it was Monday or Tuesday. It feels like it wasn't that long ago where at least my Twitter, I don't know about your Twitters, but my Twitter was absolutely a buzz at daddy's departure. <laughs> Bob, Bob Bradley is good. That's the same joke Tony made earlier. Um, he he's, he's left the club and he ain't coming back. Um, he said he was just going to get smokes. Yeah. 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 That's what they always say. And I, and I, and he'll just, he'll be back in a minute, right? He'll be back in a minute. Mm-hmm. How, oh how yeah. Long, how long has it been? How long has it been? Just, just, just keeps, you know, sitting on that French step, looking down the street. He'll be there yeah. any moment. Yeah. Is it our fault? Eventually that, that, that maroon Oldsmobile will turn the corner and you'll be like, daddy's home, but no. Bob Bradley drives a maroon Oldsmobile. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it's fact. Which is also a hell of a vision, like really. Oh yeah, that's a solid um, automobile. So yeah, so um, Bob was uh, Bob came to the end of his rope, and they have announced that Terry Dunfield will be taking over as uh, as I guess interim head coach. Um, also, mm. when also went with Bob is uh, technical uh, assistant coach, technical director Mike Sorber, as we all remember. Not Sorber, um, yeah, you know, you remember him from uh, I think it was on Webster, was it? I have no idea. Just I picked the first '80s TV show I could think of. I'm, uh, but he went with, and uh, and uh, so that effectively opened up, well, two jobs because Bob had two jobs, so Dunfield's the coach and. Uh, you know, as much as we we laughed at the uh, position of player engagement, hi. <laughs> it turns out that is the that's like two rungs away from being general manager. So, uh, Jason Hernandez was promoted from assistant general manager to general manager, uh, along uh, along with the other announcements in the transfers uh, transfers. Tam, damn, Hi. super draft, <laughs> super draft. Like, my voice can't handle doing this. <laughs> it's you got to do it for you. Have to do it for every rumor now. Every, I know every transfer rumor. Look, I <laughs> hope next episode my voice will be back to not pre sick sound, uh, and then I can really go for it. You guys are doing wonderful, by the way. Like, feel free to just channel your inner Hernandez and just go for it. Cause I, I would appreciate that. And I know Kristen would appreciate that when, while she's writing her history paper or whatever the fuck it is. Um, anyway, so we have a, a new coaching and management regime, I guess. Um, is he, is he a full-time or interim Hernandez? It looks like Hernandez was promoted outright. No interim. Yeah, it was a, that's, uh, a title a, attached to him. That's a bold choice. Uh, Does he wear ties to meetings? Half mm. not. Half not. Um, <laughs> Windsor. Um. Yeah. So uh, I. I mean, yeah, be, is, is he is he now in charge of picking the next coach? I. Shortlist. I'm honestly though I I kind of feel like the way that the way that the, the way that coaching goes no the way that like the how prominent the role coaching is while I'm sure he's got a big hand in and picking them I'm sure it's not just up to Jason Hernandez to pick a new coach um given the drama that has in endured I mean who knows whenever Bradley gets back Michael Bradley gets back from his uh, trip to Wales or wherever he was getting his, getting his badges. He might be, he might be slipping right in. Hello. Yeah. Sorry, Terry. Hello. I'm Welsh. Michael Bradley. Uh, <laughs> coal mine. Coal mine. <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> Shirley oh, Bassey. Shirley Bassey. Delightful. Aberyst with. Um, 
We really should have uh, made a three ball our stupid Yeah, injury. I mean, you know, obviously Daddy was supposed to stay around and then, you know, sort of Michael Bradley comes back and he's got his badges and he retires in a year or two and maybe does a year as an assistant coach and then he joins in and, you know, Dad's fully up in the uh, the general manager's box and uh, then, you know, Bradley's mm-hmm. head coach and Glory obviously instantly follows because you know, like the royal Bradley. family. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, by then, you know, Michael's kids are probably old enough to uh, be like assistant coaches or something. Uh, you know, at the very least, they, you know, they can run TikTok for the team, you'd think. Uh, find I a job had a Bradley doing TikTok for the team. What's that other no, Bradley? Yeah. yeah what, what was it, Jeff? What's uh, Uncle was Jeff? He like, wasn't he in communications or something like that? Yeah, something like that. But uh, yeah, who knows? I, ma- I imagine yeah, there's I mean, a Bradley. Is he still around? I, I Brad I Bradley sounds right. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess Mikey needs all the babysitters he can get. Although, you know, Bob's going to have a lot of time for that now. So, mm-hmm. hey, Grandpa's here again. Uh, uh, do you not have a job, Grandpa? No, <laughs> no, I don't. Shut go up, get me kid. a... Go get me a sandwich now. Run, yeah. run. Yes. <laughs> He's got the bread and the cheese at opposite ends of the kitchen. So they have to go like, it's like doing suicides, except in the kitchen. They're running back and forth and back and forth. <laughs> anyway, I, I imagine he's a delightful <laughs> grandpa. Get off my lap. Um, what is this, Italian sausage? Get it out of my face. <laughs> uh, I um, don't want pizza. <laughs> I ever have to look at a pizza again. God help me. Um, I guess. All right. So um, I know we've arguably been calling for um, in various ways. Is, is he done? Was he done? Should he have been fired long ago? Is this the right time for, for uh, Bradley senior to get ejected from the club? Should it have been earlier? <sighs> Giving him another game or two. Was it even a good idea at the beginning? I don't know. It's such a weird era. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> the husband. like we've had like, obviously many shitty eras with like various coaches of different pedigrees, but like, I don't, have we had one to come in who had like a higher, I guess, expectation slash history of like you know recent success in this league at least and like just saw it go like sideways like or never take off really that's thing it never took off mm-hmm. like there was never no. sustained there was never a sustained period of oh things are turning around yeah no it's true you never a gradual increase yeah i mean the the first half of last year was Clearly, all right, well, you know, got rid of some contracts and we're kind of bumbling through and then, hey, you know, the Italians are going to come along and eventual success will be immediate. And that lasted for like one game and then nothing, you know, there was never really ever that big sort of game from the Italians coming and then this season didn't get going either. And, yeah, you know, eventually... is it too late? You know, probably not. I mean, it's worth you know, given the the amount of money that's been invested, you know, probably in Bob Bradley as well. I I can't imagine he came cheap as far as MLS managers go. He had you know other pedigree and 
of success and that sort of thing. And it's worth giving it a shot, but clearly it wasn't working. So, yeah. What I, what I will say about the, timing, about the timing is that uh, it was, if you were going to do it anyway, it was about three weeks too late because Neil Warnock had yet to resign with Huddersfield. Mm. <laughs> he was available. And now he is not. What a tragedy. We almost, mm-hmm. we almost had it. What about the, uh, what about our old friend from uh, sometimes in a man's life? What's he doing? Okay. <laughs> I imagine he's back down at the, uh, at the garage changing mm. our transmissions or on old 1970s ladders, I suspect. It, it has, mm. I'm just going for the most. I you know, big, big Sam didn't catch on at Leeds. I mean, let's get him in. He's he's a, he's a good guy to bring in for a crisis. Yeah. yeah. Can, I can guarantee you, I, we could guarantee him that he would save TFC from relegation. <laughs> yes. This is true. He'd get, he'd, he'd get that legacy back. This is true. <clears throat> yep. Came in halfway through the season. There was absolutely fucking in the toilet. But did they get relegated? Nope. nope. No, they didn't. No. Yeah, big fucking Sam. Did Consolidation. Yep. Yes. Another masterstroke. Uh, um. Yeah, I, I think I think the the strangest thing about this whole thing was what came out uh, in in that uh, athletic article where uh, Vanny wanted he basically wanted the role that was created for Brad, for Bob Bradley, and they said no. And he pieced out and went to Los Angeles and he's thriving. And I mean, I can't, I can't imagine why, like other than, other than the fact that they probably had Bob lined up way before that, you know, Benny had sniffed around looking for that whole package of control. Um, how you'd say no to a guy who literally brought you a whole whack of trophies and nearly the one that, was probably the hardest they'll ever try to get. Um, like, how do you t- like honestly? How do you like? How do you tell that guy no? And like, like, what success has Bob had in the last five years that Greg didn't have? And yeah, and 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 do you really have that little faith in the guy who got you the three finals, won one of them, over the guy who? Did he get Swansea relegated? I lost track. I don't know. I think he um, got canned before they got relegated. But okay. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. But like, to me, and I just... He, he got Egypt to the World Cup, didn't he? Oh, uh, no, no, not quite. Mm. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Egypt and World Cups don't don't really get along. Um, no, no, they don't. That 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 is a, that is a fun dive. Uh, the most dominant club or the most dominant country in African football has one of the most abysmal records at the World Cup in the sense that they don't go that often. Um, anyway. Um, it, it's like the, like the Canadian women's team. The Olympics? The freaking Vikings. World yeah. Cup? Mm, yeah, no, not so much. Yeah, no, yeah, it's kind of... knows it most. Kind of like that. It's true. It's, that's, a fair, that's a fair comparison. But, um, yeah, I just... I That's... Out of all the things that came out of that... that, uh, that athletic article that was the one i was like okay i don't give a shit about all the other infighting and punching and drama and 
nepotism and all that like that whatever whatever i'm sure that happens at every not every club but i'm sure it happens at a lot of clubs it's just different things and keeping it under wraps is just what you do but like going to think that bob bradley was somehow going to be the answer of a renaissance when i vanny literally took a club that couldn't make the playoffs after winning the whole thing and then got them to the final the following year. Like, I don't know what kind of motivational voodoo you have to perform, but that's fucking incredible. With a team that was broken down as that one, it was amazing. So I don't know. I kind of feel like, I mean, hindsight always 2020 that Bob was probably the wrong answer. Duh. But, um, the fact that they gave him the the keys to the entire thing is I think the part that really is surprising and that he was given the keys to the entire thing. And this is what he's got. Like, this is, this is, this is, this is the side he's built. Like, I'm not like, I'm really not that impressed. Like on paper individually, some of these guys are fantastic, but like how, how he could not have got them to just, get their shit together and long enough to win more than two or three games is really like there's, I I don't under, I just don't understand how, how, like how it went so sideways. So for such a sustained period of time, given that he can't go, well, it was the general manager's fault. It was him. So I don't know. Yeah. It's, it, it's for two years. It seemed like a team torn between not knowing if it wanted to build team for marketing or for tactical purposes, but it doesn't seem to be a, a meshing of the players they brought in and any kind of like, we've said it a bunch of times, any kind of like long-term plan of, the, of a way they want to play. Mm-hmm. I still don't, I still don't know. I've said it so many times. I still don't know what for most of them, what they're trying to do out there it seems like a different philosophy even during a single game. It seems to change. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it just, it, it'll be a mystery why he may very well go on to another MLS club. I'm sure he'll get another shot somewhere and do just fine. And yeah, it was, just, it will, like I said at the beginning is for me, it's just one of the strangest periods. Like it was, it was, it could be funny in the past when we had coaches who were, you know, almost like learning on the job or slept or inept for one reason or another. Mm. But like, yeah, this guy was, there was no comedy to him. If you know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is like, mm-hmm. okay, you're supposed to be doing good now. No, now. How about now? Yeah. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's strange, um, but onward and upward, or at least onward anyway. Um, so uh, in, in, in one of the other things that was uh, regularly brought up, I guess, with the announcement of said departures was um, the calling for Bill uh, Manning to join them in the uh, ejection process. Um, Bill's still here. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much 
like I still don't feel like like he's to be he's to be blamed for as much as this. Like it's his responsibility to hire the right people and and get the right personnel in. And I mean, when it's not, it's also his responsibility to you know get him out. And I know that a lot of a lot of uh, supporters, shall we say, the more impatient ones. And if you're one of those impatient ones, it's not about you, honestly. But like, you know, get rid of sack everybody, you know, as if that's the solution to everything. Like, I, I don't. This is North American sport. We don't have to sack everybody, for better for worse. Um, but uh, I know. To to a previous point, uh, I, I I had the quote and I've lost the quote, but apparently, uh, during the press conference that that Bill Manning had on Tuesday. Um, and I'm paraphrasing that I don't, he didn't know what style of play Toronto plays. He just like something along the lines of like uh, of that. And, and I don't know if that's necessarily a, nobody does. Yeah. Yeah. No, but thank you. If that's the part I was missing. Um, is, is that something that you could be proud of just to say out loud though? I mean, is he, is he, is he speaking on behalf of, of like the average TFC supporter, which, and I say the average, I'm not talking about the people on Twitter or the people on social medias. I'm talking about everybody in the stadium, the average, the person who sits in what, like 106, where's the fancy seats? Like not the fancy seats, but uh, the ones either side of the fancy seats. I would say mm-hmm. that's probably the average TFC supporter. Are they like, do they know? Are they that versed as to the style that Toronto plays? Like, I don't even, Anyway, um, I kind of almost took it as that, but also if you could read between the lines and easily go, no, nobody actually, like Toronto doesn't even know what Toronto, style Toronto plays. Um, is Bill on thin ice? I think that's the question I'm trying to get to here. Is do, like, is this one more rung closer to his departure or is more like, is that just... Yeah, I mean, how many... How many times do you get to hire people and see if they work? Uh, you know, sort of obviously he can came along with Bezbachenko and Vanny were still in place and he seemed to, you know, seemed like things went well for a while there. And then you know, eventually they uh, sort of obviously left and yeah, so sort of Ali Curtis mm, didn't really work out. Chris Armas didn't really work out. Javier What's his name didn't work out, but whatever, that was just a temporary thing anyway. Bob Bradley hasn't worked out. Uh, how, how many how many swings does a guy get? Uh, is the question. I think you know, presumably, yeah, we'll give him sort of one more, and whether that's you know Hernandez and Dunfield or Hernandez and somebody else, or exactly what it might be, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, it's things have not worked out in a while, and I, part of me thinks as well. This is like, well, you know, you you did a good thing for yourself uh, taking on that Argos job because what are they going to do? Fire him from TFC and keep him for the Argos? <laughs> it's like all or nothing. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, you know, does, does MLSE want to go out and try and find somebody to to, to fill? TFC and I go as president's job? Probably not. So, all right, go on. You can have one more go. I think that's probably where we are. Fair. 
Well, well, if he was an American president, like sports president, he'd get four tries, but he only gets the three up here. Mm. It's a CFL joke. It's a CFL joke. <laughs> Come on. Um, no, it, yeah, everything Duncan said is spot on, really. I mean, I, I don't know. The Argos thing is interesting. He's he's become like the ultimate uh, MLSE sporting employee, right? Like, I don't know. Unless it goes in reverse and Pinball Clemens becomes uh, president of the Argos and TFC. Who knows? Um, I'm only half joking. It is funny, though. That is yeah. Funny. I it's, mean, it, it's like, yeah, you're, you're right that his job is putting, trying to put the right people in place to run the club, but there's not a great deal of infrastructure i'd say most mls clubs from the president to the gm you know in other clubs you have usually kind of a footballing brain trust in more traditional big clubs around the world here it's pretty much that seems like it's that's it really Mm -hmm. maybe there's a technical director i don't know but they don't seem to have a lot of input. so at some point like you know manning's got to look at what bradley's doing at some point and and have those conversations with him and and he should know he should have had those conversations rather than say okay so what are we going for here what what's uh if bradley was was truly fully in charge of deciding the personnel and the direction of the club how is manning not party to that and like overseeing it he is his boss so if if he sees it going in a strange direction or 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 no direction then Sure, you know, at some point he's got the buck has to stop with him. I mean, and yeah, so really, I don't know. I, I think by putting Hernandez in um, so quickly, like, I, I don't, why wouldn't you have just put him in as an interim? That I don't understand. I guess yeah. maybe it gives stability. I, but I don't know. Like, you, you, you give a first like in this situation is now the time for first time GMs and first time head coaches, especially with, you know, if Bob Bradley was having trouble uh, harnessing the, the uh, powers of uh, the bigger stars on TFC, what, what chances uh, Terry Dunfield and, and Hernandez have? I feel like though, the, like, this is the, the, the structure between MLS and, what the rest of the world knows is football, that the, that the, the punishment for finishing last isn't getting demoted. So the yeah. pressure to, to act quicker is not there. And I think if like in that sense of familiarity, you know, if you had like, if, if, if we had relegation in this league, I think Bradley would have been sacked a lot quicker. Mm. Wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been <laughs> game 1920. It would have been game 11. Game if 10? we had relegation in this league, I don't know if MLSE would have bought a franchise in it. This is true. This is true. I mean, would we would we be talking about should we be sacking Bob Bradley after he got us out of the third division? Like anyway. Because we struggle. Um yeah, but but because of that, the the urgency to 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 move isn't as dire like if we don't make a change now, well, we are heading in a direction we cannot get out of because we need points to survive. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't, yeah. I, I, I just kind of, I kind of feel like, I don't know. I, it's, 
because there is that safety, because this is like the North American version of the game, that things can go on a lot longer because you don't get demoted because the, the, the prize money at the end of the season, this season will probably be roughly the same as it was last season. And it'll be the same next season, regardless if we, mm-hmm. if you're this good or bad, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. there's yeah. no, and Hey, shit the bed. You get a good draft pick. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right. Fucking parody. Unless we league. sold our draft pick already, which we probably did. I don't know. But, but to uh, the, uh, but to the, the other point, like, like, well, what, what's, what's Terry Dunfield going to do to speak to like these superstars that Bob Riley couldn't do or didn't do? Who knows? It obviously isn't working. One guy doesn't look like he wants to be here. The other guy just realized I have to do more than what I thought I was doing. <laughs> you know, like, it's just, it's just, I don't, I don't know what that motivation is. And I don't know what, like what that level of human management looks like where you where you can have the same conversation with a guy who makes $8 million a year and and then he leaves the office and then the guy who comes in making $80,000 a year and you have a similar but different conversation with. Like, I don't know what that need that shit looks like. So at the worst case scenario, because they're you know second to last and showing not a lot of signs of fight left, you're at, I feel like you're at the point where, well, it can't get much worse. <laughs> to be fair, you just can't. Does, does, you, you say second to last, and it can't get much worse. Does first to last, so does the team actually in last, do they have any big players coming in, something that might make their second half of the season better and anything like that? Anything like that happening with Miami? They got anyone big coming in? Well, they got two games in hand. I don't know what you're talking anything, about. Anything that might change, turn their season around? No, well, no I mean, not that I can think of. No, yeah, no, no. me neither. Yeah. No, um, I do think that was just the <laughs> good point. What I could look at this most hilarious outcome for me. I mean, I think it's like Terry Dunfield, you know, bless him. I I enjoy Terry Dunfield in, in certain ways, just his, you know, kind of just general personality and vibe. It's yeah, fun. But do I, I, you know, I don't know his work with like the under 17s or what have you. Maybe he genuinely actually really is a good coach. Doubtful, um, but I think the the most hilarious uh, sort of option for me is I feel like I saw I presume it was Manning, but whoever talking about how right you know there's going to be the the next four games and that can be like kind of like Dumfield's audition to see oh, should he be getting the job permanently. So I think the most hilarious like option for me is you know we get a a new coach bump and all of a sudden we look quite good and so they think oh, you know what yeah let's give it to Dumfield and it, it all goes horribly wrong. You know, go back to 2012 after Aaron Vinter, Paul Merida came in, and oh, the first like nine or ten games they did pretty well, and uh, then yeah, it all kind of fell apart. So yeah, I think hilarity is you know, Dunfield comes in, does quite well, well enough to all right, we're going to give you the job permanently, and that will be a terrible mistake. However, in that scenario, go what on. that means. Terry Dunfield, League's Cup champion, winning manager. <laughs> well, yeah, I maybe maybe that's it. That's that's the thing. Dunfield comes in, they win the League's Cup, and they're given the job permanently. And then the next like two seasons are effect now because of that. Right? Who knows? But hey, it'll be worth it for the League's Cup glory. Yes. <laughs> My God, I want this narrative to be true. 
and I look forward to it happening. Um, uh, at least the parade will be in warm weather this time. Oh my God, can it be? I mean, Ooh. I mean, I don't Please. know if I, I don't know if I'm gonna take the day off, but I certainly. Please come till I die, baby. Yeah, no, all, the the tournament we've. <laughs> We've been shitting on since its announcement. All of a sudden, is like, man, I can't wait till next year's League's Cup. <laughs> Defend against a group with Puebla and probably Las Vegas. Who I imagine they'll have a team by then. Um. Anyway, yeah. So that's uh, it's been a it's been a day. It's been a day. Um. All right, let's uh, let's 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 uh, change it up a little bit. Still sticking with TFC. Um. So uh. A, ca- a, a casualty, a tragedy of amidst all this uh, was uh, a bit of bit of bit of nice news. Uh, Toronto FC has announced a partnership with the uh, Toronto Caribbean Carnival. Can we just call it Caribana? Ooh, I don't know. Legal? No, they say uh, no. Legal, no. Says, legal says no. Legal Sorry. Says no. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so they've they've gone into partnership with uh, the festival formerly known as Carabana. <laughs> it's a better name. It's such a better name. Um, yeah, there'll be tie-ins to uh, to uh, I believe the Caribbean Heritage Night, uh, which is not this weekend, but the following weekend uh, against St. Louis, um, and the a bunch of other uh, intersections promoting. Uh, uh, promoting the the event the 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 carnival itself um and various other community tie-ins uh associated with it um i think this is this is good i think it's very very good it's kind of nice to see um justin morrow doing his justin morrow thing so that's Mm -hmm. he 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 was uh part of part of a key part of that to negotiation, negotiation, but that partnership, I think is the word I'm looking for. So uh yeah, that that was uh that was kind of a nice uh nice little reveal. It's nice to see nice to see the 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 football team doing more with the community and and actually looking like just a look, we're here to help type thing rather than a uh, sometimes the exchanges that tend to take place. What's two things I'd, two things I'd like to see come out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh another kit that is gray draw, gotcha. draw it. similar it. to uh iax iax's bob marley kit that would be oh, a good place to start fucking fabulous and also a parade of tfc uh caribbean legends since 2007 so we've had a few there's a few yeah there's... starting with call starting with colin samuel mm, he yeah. Him, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah he was he was trinidadian right that's true. Uh, O'Brien White. O'Brien White. Yes. <laughs> Decoy Julius, Williams. Decoy Williams. fucking Williams. Julius Mike. James. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, Javier Martinez. Does that count? He's from, yeah, he's from that. Yeah, they're in the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll allow it. Uh, yeah. Jermaine Defoe is of Lucian descent. I think his mother is from St. Lucia. So Jermaine Defoe's mom, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't she talk to Drake? Probably. Or LeBron James. It was LeBron yeah. James. Oh yeah, LeBron James. Yeah. Uh, who am I forgetting? I think feel I'm forgetting something. There's probably a couple others, honestly, and and I and I say this because I'm just Haitian. Who's the Haitian guy? Oh, uh, 
Leslie Falinga. Leslie Falinga. Yeah, yeah. My God. Right. Yes. Well this is, For the record, this is one of those moments like between you, Tony, and you, Duncan, you guys like remember 98% of the entire roster like at any point in time. <laughs> and every uh, once in a while, I'll get, I manage like, holy shit, I know this one. And, and don't forget uh, Reginald Lamb. Oh, oh yeah, the Bermudan Lambs. My yeah. God, yes. legend. And Freddie, yes. what's his face? Oh, he passed away, didn't he? <laughs> Freddie Hall? Yeah. Did he pass away? Who, 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 who? I don't know. On the, you're just exactly what you were saying there, Mac. There was some like article I was reading in the paper recently. I was talking about, um, I actually think what I think it was in the paper. It was, uh, it was Michael Singh put it up online. I think it might have been on his Substack. He was just going through all of the different trades that Bob Bradley had done and whatever. And one of them was like Kamal Lawrence. I was like, when the fuck did Kamal Lawrence would? Um, so he would fit into this. Yes. Uh, thing. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what you were saying there, oh, you you know would know this or this. Yeah, but probably not for the last three or four years. Like up until about like 2017, 2018, sure. But uh yeah, the last few years, <laughs> so many players. Holy shit, we had that guy. And uh yeah, Kamal Lawrence, he was one of them. He'd fit into oh, yeah. this thing. And yes, yeah. Freddie Hall did pass away a year ago. That's right. I know That's right. Okay. Kind oh. of talked about it. Yeah. But uh, okay, so this is a float I could totally like get behind 100%. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I imagine it will never go this far uh, unless they're residing locally. Let's let's be fair. But Michael Vellis, fucking awesome. I know I thought about him too. Do we count? Do we Puerto count? Rico, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico? Do we count they, Puerto Rico? They... I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the one who's drawing the lines here. I'm not, me neither. I just want to say this. I feel like Puerto Rico is in the Caribbean, isn't it? I mean, it is, but is it? This is this is not. I'm. This is not for me to call. This is not for me to call. I'm deleting this. I don't care. We're gonna edit this part <laughs> up. I don't want to have any part of this. I just. I don't want to get in a fight. I'm not. I'm not here for this fight. I'm just saying. Like, I would say yes. I would say yes as a geography person. Yes, absolutely. But I. I don't know where the lines are. I just don't know where the lines are. Okay. I feel like that there's a there's a pretty big like vibrant Spanish speaking, like contingent to the to Caribbean as a whole. Anyway, I. Yes. I don't think- yeah, I think mean, Puerto Rico can totally uh, be Ashton Bennett. Don't forget Ashton yeah. Bennett, Jamaican. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. So the debate. We'll save this debate for Kristen. Yes. Um, <laughs> she she likes deciding who and who is oh, like yeah, she on is, the outs. She is all about selecting. Yeah. One thing's for mm-hmm. sure: Edmonton not invited. Oh, 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 that's a third time she's done it to them. That's not. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, we'll 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 keep with we'll keep with uh, uh just to move along here. Um, Tata Martino has been named inter Miami coach. Sure. Yeah. Why not? That's probably that's about that's about the the correct re- reaction to that news. Sure. It makes more sense than Phil Neville. So, yep. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, and uh, anyway, the last the last thing, we're going to save this part for last because, you know, it hasn't been – it's been a light show. Let's be honest. It's been really light. Not a lot of serious discussion of change and doom and gloom. Um, so, Canada Soccer, 
bankruptcy question mark donning in those pants honestly the knees the knees I, are messed up not deliberately this is not oh distressed thing is that no no they're just old and cheap and broken and yeah yeah canadian, not looking good. canadian soccer moths have been eating at them um, I full so so I don't know I don't know who listens to our podcast and doesn't know that this is going on. So I feel like I gotta just throw it out there. Um, in an interview with uh, with uh, Rick Westhead from TSN, um, uh, with uh, Jason DeVos, uh, interim secretary Jason DeVos, like they're really just gonna give any guy the job? I mean, um, he's been worldwide search. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it stops at this street. Um, he played for Darlington, Mark. I, he's qualified. Okay, but what side of the what side of the pro anti Jason DeVos side are you on, Dunk? Because I feel you're the, probably the most conflicted person on this between the big boy <laughs> pants and the Darlington thing. So, like, which? Mm. Like, are you pro, if you're pro? That's fine. That's totally fine. You're allowed to. I'm. I'm, I'm still good with Jason DeVos. Okay. Yeah. All right. Really, Can, you're in the pants. I thought you'd be out of the pants, not in yeah. the pants. Yeah, same. That's why. That's why I had to preface this. Um, in a dis- in a discussion that was uh, that was conducted uh, or interview, um, it turns out that the finances at the CSA not the strongest situation, um, and that they no. are exploring a possible bankruptcy as an option. It's it's a last resort, but they're considering it, and yeah. Um, now, now, question before we go on: mm-hmm. If, if they declare bankruptcy, could they come back with a different name and a new badge and everything? That's a good question. I don't think it works like that. Damn it! But you know, didn't Australian football do that? Look, didn't weren't they called okay. Australia soccer or something, and then they came back as like, yeah, football, Australian Football Federation or something like that. Yeah, so, like they that. were they were Soccer Australia, yeah, and they rebranded as I think the. The AFF. You were thinking it. You were both thinking it as soon as said AFF. Last train to piss. <laughs> but I mean, would we be able to rebrand as Canadian football? I yes, the Canadian Football League. <laughs> <laughs> league of Canadian Football. Let's the League on. of the World League of Canadian <laughs> Football. I'm already bringing back the Montreal Machine. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I uh, uh, I don't I don't know. Um, look, I I know I've still got some of that Kickstarter money for the scarf loom. Sweet. Um, so new tier. Uh, if I get if we reach it, we'll put in a bid. So <laughs> this fucking podcast can run Canadian soccer. Can't do yeah, it is. Worse. If they're going bankrupt, I mean, they'll just sell off things at uh, an absolute bargain price. You know, like a bit ten dollars, and when we get, yeah, you know, what it, when it's time to when it's time to design redesign the badge, we're not going to do a contest. We're going to hire a fucking graphic designer, you cheap bricks. Um, and we're going to make it green. Oh fuck yeah, we're going to well, make it green. Gray, that, well, okay, I'm if 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 I'm not going to put in the Kickstarter that I get to design the kits, but yeah, we're we're going to be gray national tone team kit. It's gray. The away one's going to be the blue, 150th anniversary kit. That's always going to be in the rotation. We're always going to have a third shirt. It's going to be blue with a white collar. Throwing it nice. Out there. Um, 
yeah so aside from that um yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I, I didn't know what to take of this. Uh, the news about a pending bankruptcy or po- I don't say pending, possible, possible bankruptcy. Um, I think it really does. It's an interesting uh, article because it uh, it kind of high highlights the you know those of you who've even remotely paid attention to the drama of the CSA over the last we'll say three years. You don't even have to go back that far. Um, just the lack of transparency on every possible fucking level and just add financial to that, to that mix too. Um, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's depressing. It's sad. Um, there was also, I, if I, I don't remember seeing where I saw it, there was a bit of a, a backtrack where, um, uh, DeVos in a different interview basically said like, no, no, we're not looking at bankruptcy i'm like okay sure um if you had if you if you looked at the numbers you're thinking well where's this money going to come from guys because you signed it away so um yeah that's uh, canadian sucker business uh. yeah <laughs> I, I feel like this was just like negotiating in public i mean like john herdman has been doing this for however long. And so, oh, we need to have longer camps. We need to be getting friendlies against big like nations and everything. And you know, where the fuck's the money coming from that? Uh, and you know, obviously it's like the players want more money and then you know the the sort of women's team want equal sort of preparations and camps and like just uh, performance money, that that sort of thing. And yeah, again, where's the money coming from? I feel like this is like DeVos essentially coming out and saying, you know, yeah, all right, we, we don't have the money for this. We we, we just don't. Uh, so maybe you guys need to shut up and be a bit more realistic or something. Um, I mean, do I think, oh, we're, we're looking at bankruptcy as a realistic thing? No, but, you know, it's a, it looks a bit of a, uh, a public negotiation kind of thing. It's just, this is... Uh, you know, rather than all right, everyone's always coming out and saying, "Oh, we need more money," and the CSA just kind of keeps quiet and does nothing. Now, right here we go. We get the CSA saying, "Yeah, no, we we just don't have the money." So, um, that's kind of how I interpreted that whole article. Really, it's not as uh, the the bankruptcy is a, a serious thing, but it's just like, mm, yeah, all right. You know, we we generally for various reasons of incompetence and setting things away. You know, they just don't have the money, so where's it coming from? Um, the other option is rather than it being telling the players to shut up, it's a hey, let's put this out there. And I mean, you know, if more money comes from the government, would would that get taken up by CSB or does the CSB just like sponsorship and TV rates and everything? You know, presumably if they've decided, all right, well, we can't make any money from this, you know, can they just be given? Yeah, very well. Here's a few million dollars every year from the government. You know, same as you know, own the podium and all those sorts of things that the government funds. And maybe it's a pitch for that. You know, maybe that's some kind of money that the CSA could actually keep and use, rather than have to give to CSB because they signed it away. There. I I I think I think like the negotiating public that that seems to be the most reasonable like this is why this interview is even taking place this is why this information is even getting out into the public like the, mm-hmm. as you've outlined it it's like yeah that makes that makes a crap ton of sense it's just another negotiation tactic so 
I mean, if they do go bankrupt, if it's long protracted thing, I really do hope it lasts a long time, right around till about May 26. Mm. So that we can mm. be the first country to host a World Cup without a, a federation. <laughs> uh that's that's a that's a wonderful record to have. <laughs> hey, at least we'd break a record. Woo! Mm. Okay, so last segment, yes. I, I would apologize for the length of this thing, but it's not your first show with us, is it? Is it? No. So sorry, but anyway, what's coming up? Um, Canada's still doing that gold cup thing. Can you believe it? Yeah. Uh, watch with great excitement as the Canada B plus team, which is a great name. I don't know which one you said it, but fucking sticks in my head and I love it. Um <laughs> Canada B plus team will be taking on Guatemala on the first and uh, they got wrapping up group play on July 4th with Cuba. Yeah. So, yeah. Both, both national holidays. You can July 4th with Cuba. Viva la revolucion. Um, can, can Cuba change his name to Guaba so we can play all teams that start with G U A. <laughs> yes. And we don't have to change the- then we don't have to change the scoreboard. Yeah, it's just well, it showed up GLP for Guadalupe. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake, gulp. Yeah, big gulp. gulp. Yeah. Oh, dude, big gulp. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm thirsty. Anyway, um, so yeah, so the so uh, the they're they've got uh, uh, Guatemala uh, uh, where they're playing close to here in Houston and. Mm. And they'll be playing their final game also close to um, Toronto and Houston again. Um, good thing. Well, it's good. So, so the Houston has got a few, they've got a few days off between games in Houston. Yep. Yes. What to do? What to do in Houston? If uh, only there was a club. If only. If only. Oh my. I don't know if there's a club, but I know there's a Nesco bar not that far away from the stadium. Hey, oh, mm-hmm. oh, hey, there. Oh. Anyway, Nick Sulzma. Nick Sulzma on the ones and twos. <laughs> Chris Shepard and Nick Sulzma. Crazy. Um, yeah, so uh, for those of you who didn't uh, check out the other game, because I'm honestly not watching the school cup unless Canada is playing in it. Uh, Guatemala had beaten Cuba, defeated Cuba one nil uh, in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, uh, the uh, shortly after the Canada game uh, finished. So currently stands Guatemala's at the top of the group with a whopping three points and then one, one and zero. That being said, mm-hmm. um, let's do some predictions. Let's just, let's just, barrel through this uh canada versus guatemala what are you feeling one one i was gonna say the same thing should have said it earlier tony i know oh it's so fast yeah that's that's i hope we've all learned our lesson one one i'm, I'm gonna say one one but in the other order nice oh Some shit. look at this uh 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 no, I'm gonna go. Um, <laughs> fuck it. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go two one Canada. All right. Yeah. You know why not? Let's live on the edge. And uh, let's uh, 
July 4th. I, 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 I just naturally assume that, uh, I don't know, are we going to be recording that day? I know we should have talked about this beforehand, um, but it's in the rundown and Kristen wrote it. Therefore we're doing it. And if we end up recording on Tuesday, the day of the game, um, I know she's not listening to this. We'll just pretend like we didn't cover it in the last episode. So we'll just lie Ooh. to her and that, that'll Ooh. put egg in our face and carrots in our corpse. Um, corpse. Yeah. Cause she's going to kill us with carrots. Damn. Uh, son. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, predictions, Canada, Cuba. Three, one Canada. Nice. One nil Cuba. We finished second place. What? Okay. Did I say one nil Cuba? One nil Canada is what I meant. I, oh, I, hey. That was alarming. Uh, I'm going to go with a, I'm going to go uh, in between. I'm going to go two nil Canada. And that's sweet. That should put us into the knockouts. And we'll deal with that next week because we don't know who we're going to play or if we're going to even make it. But if we were, it'd be July 8th, I think. No, July 9th. We'll be playing July 9th. If we do get out of the group, regardless, first or second, it's on the night. Okay. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show with some Toronto FC. I know it's been like one Great. of those episodes, right? Yeah. Um, we got a fresh new young coach uh, in uh, – I mean, I don't. Know. I mean, I don't. I don't know if he's fresh or young, but he's new. Uh, Terry Dungfield will be leading out uh, his charges for a, his first match at home against Real Salt Lake. Uh, Real Salt Lake are currently five three and two. Uh, their road record, sorry, is five three and two. Um, they are uh, currently sitting. I think I saw. Was it fifth? Sixth. Well. They're oh. tied for they're tied for fourth. Let's put it that way. They're uh they're currently tied for fourth in the West on twenty seven points, which is significantly more than Toronto. Um, player to watch. Hmm. I mean, Chicho Arango, Chicho Arango is hard to, but he is a DP. I don't like picking those ones. <laughs> so I I'm might have to, I might have to go with the. Uh, with the geometry major Zach McMath. Oh yeah, the proud Scottish mathematician. <laughs> it was uh, Jasper Loffelsen. Yeah, I just saw that. That's a good one. That's a Ooh. that's a that's a whole ass name. Um. Oh, Gavin Beavers, hotter than a fever. <laughs> yeah. What is? How did you not catch Gavin Beavers? Gavin Beaver fever. Um. Oh God! It's not Stephen Caldwell. Oh, it's not Adrian Brody. Oh. I know these first I fucking know. names are ruin ruining everything. Just like I wanted, it's we're so close to having real fun, guys. But no, no, we gotta have a different normal ass name. Um, yeah, okay. So I'm just gonna be glad to be here. Sorry, Justin Glad um, is his actual name, and huh. that is. Hilarious to me. Um, Justin spelled J-U-S-T-E-N. What's up with that? What the fuck is up with that? Anyway. You know what I like about this team? Go on. Number three, number four, number six are all named Brian and none are spelled like Brian. (laughs) 
<laughs> with oh, that Brian, guy's got an extra A. Yeah. There's a Y. With, saying Brian being the traditional, um, I guess, uh, Anglo-Saxon B-R-I-A-N. Yeah, there's a Brian with a Y, a Brian, Brian, like you said, with an extra A, and then a Brian. With the A-Y-A. This is incredible. Yeah. Fancy. Fancy. That is above board fancy. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Too many Brian's. None of them correct. On the dance floor. Yep. <laughs> Too many Brian's on the dance floor. <laughs> oh, they have a Cuban. Go on. Sandwich? Cigar. Chang. Natch. Oh, yep. And it's Michael. Also not spelled typically. No. Is that- I mean, even even Zach isn't spelled right like, when you think about it. They've got a bunch of names that are spelled Eric with a K. Elijah, oh, sure. Elijah with an I, that's often an E to begin with. Everyone knows you spell Eric with a Q. I mean, come on. Yeah. This is true. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just looking at this list here. Everyone, it's just first initial name, first initial name, and then all of a sudden, Justin Merrim. Why did yeah. Justin get his full name? Yeah. What? What did? How? Did his? It's not like there's. It's not like there's five Merrims on the team. You could have easily put Jay Merrim. We'd know who you're talking about. It could have been anyone. Mm. Could have been anyone at all. Diego Luna. I love that guy. Rick Rubin. Oh, it's Rubio. God damn it! Uh, so close to being fun. <laughs> Rubio uh, Rubin. Rubio Rubin. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of fun, Mark. Yeah, it is. It is. But the most important thing is their equipment manager, Randy Butts. (laughs) Seriously? Uh Uh-huh. Did I not have a conversation with somebody about... About Randy Butts? Hold, please. Uh, No, sorry. I stand corrected. Uh, So I was having this random conversation uh, about... um, MISL, the indoor soccer league from the eighties mm-hmm. of, uh, of the wonderful names that were in there and uh, Homer screws <laughs> of, of the, uh, of the Tacoma stars. Um, mm. This card was right above uh, this uh, player named Precky. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's a weird name. Yeah. Too. And, yeah. and, uh, and then uh, the, the other, another player with eh, not nearly as good as a name as, uh, as the one we were looking, Rusty Troy was the guy's name. <laughs> oh. His card was lot. next to Carl Valentine. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of Canadian players who played in the national team who got paid kicking a ball against hockey boards. So Carl Valentine, the Hammer. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the the partner of the honky tonk man. Yes, that's him. You mean Honky Man Tonk? Yeah, Honky Man Tonk. Greg the Valentine Hammer. Uh, <laughs> yes. I loved them when they fought Coco Ware B. Um, <laughs> I can't get enough of these. That was so <laughs> fucking hilarious last week. All right. Um, predictions. Dude, I was all like, wow. Mm. New coach mm. Bump spoke with a D. <laughs> New coach dump. New coach bump, Tony. Come on. Oh, yes. Oh. New coach dump. 
Um, nil nil. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Which is which is a pretty optimistic result, all things considering. I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go one nil. There's not a lot of scoring power on this uh on this uh Salt Lake side. Um so I just kind of feel like uh yeah, that would be uh if there was a time to take advantage of a I mean there's a lot sorry, I when I say there isn't a lot of scoring power, there isn't like one player who's super dominant, but there's at least there's at least ten players who've gotten on the score sheet this year, so uh, it can come from anybody. It's just a matter of if it comes at all. So and don't forget, Apple subscribers, you can uh, choose the Butts Cam mm. to simply to follow Randy Butts wherever he goes during this match. See, worth it. You thought it was just Ted Lasso? No, now you get nope. Butts. Yeah, extra Butts. The over under on butts, <laughs> over butts. Um, yeah, well, like putting butts in seats since two thousand whatever. Oh, that's nice. All right, gentlemen, let's uh, let's call that's it a show. show. Let's call it a All show. Right. That's a um, show. Yeah. Um, thank you, everybody, for for listening in. Uh, and uh. Probably Kristen will be back doing a better job than what I was just trying to do. So hey. thank you for your patience. No, no, that no. Was That's, solid, that was a solid show. You don't you don't have yes. to. You don't have to, guys, but thank you. Um, you know what? You can follow if you want to follow some good Twitter, you can follow him at Duncan D. Fletcher. He's <laughs> yeah. uh, good Twitter is not something you're gonna get there. I'm barely on that thing anymore. It I at least actually there. That's something. But uh yeah, not so much. Anyway, hello. Uh, if you, you want some, you want some good Twitter, but corporately branded <laughs> at Vocal Minority CA, he's rocking that one. It's Tony Walsh. Tony, that's that's not me. I'm I, I'm just work. Uh, I'm the janitor. I just I look over the I look over the people who press all the buttons. I bring them coffee. They're good kids. That's you're that's, you're, the, you're the Jim Brennan to to yeah. the uh, to the tweeters. I keep their okay. Randy butts in their seats. Nice. Um, you could you follow Kristen, probably the most active of the three of us, to be honest. Oh yeah. At Kaysa Knowles, uh everywhere on the internet, the entire internet. Um, and this is where I do my spiel, which is uh thank you for to everybody who continues to support our podcast via Patreon. We sincerely appreciate it. Um Tony did a bunch of shirts. You can find those on our Zazzle shop. Find the link to that on our website, vocalminority.ca. Um, I'm a little behind on the YouTubes, to be fair. Uh, my video editor was not being my friend. It has crashed a few times as I'm trying to render these things out, but I promise to catch them up. If this is a thing that you are still uh, interested in using, it's also just good for us to have it up there. It's all good. Um, and you can follow me at KitNerdMark with a K, not a Q. Still, we're doing that bit. Forever, that's a, a lesson to never, never have a an awkwardly spelled uh, Twitter handle at first and then changing it. That's yeah. that's on me. Um, anyway, um, until next. Oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just saying maybe we'd have given up on it, but then you know Eric Zavaleta came along and 
you know, things spelt with a Q not a are K. clearly very valid. It might actually be a thing. Yeah. yeah. No. So okay. it's it's very necessary to uh, really select that every time to make I, sure people know. I forget that. I forget that fact quite often. Thank you for your service and bringing that bringing that back to the forefront. I appreciate that. Thank you to Eric Zavaleta more than anything. Let, let's oh, yeah. Honest. Thank you for all of your Guatemalian uh, uh, since you've been there. I don't even think he is. Is it El Salvador, uh, I think? Is it? I, I don't know. Or, or is it El Salvador, not Guatemala. Jesus. That would explain oh, why he's down. not in Guatemala. That's... Oh, but there we go. There's a there's another fucking Caribbean legend, Eric Zavaleta. <laughs> El Salvador. That's more Central yeah. America, isn't it? That's Central America. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice yeah. Well, one of these I days, I got ahead of myself. Didn't think it through. That's fine. Hey, we did. We did forget Tyrone Marshall, though. Oh, Tyrone Marshall. Yes. Well done, Tony. Yes. One of these days, I'll remember which uh, Central American country Eric Zavaleta uh, plays for. So, I've got work to do. Anyway, uh, until next week, uh, Toronto, Canada, the world. Get used to it.